Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. <laughs> episode 84, we end up. Bill, Dan, you already know who it is. It's the host with the most B Breezy, aka Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Slick. How y'all feeling out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 84. We in the building. You already know how it goes already. Please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you have any branding deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. Episode 84. Let's do a weekly check-ins. How you doing this week, brother? I'm chilling, bro. Definitely healing from the surgery. Uh been definitely putting, you know, about to get back ready and go back to work. Vacation almost over. Summer's over. But, you know, just trying to <laughs> You know, get myself back into the same groove I was in in July before everything went down. But I've, I've been able to get through a couple of audio books. I actually read uh, read two this week. Actually, as a man thinketh, and the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Also started something else. Uh, it's called like the Seven Subtle Try. I'll give you the actual title after I look at my phone. But been just trying to read more, trying you know get back into a regular routine of things. Now that I'm not really restricted from what I can really do, and you know, been getting good news from family related shit. So. Everything copacetic on this side. How you feeling, bro? Oh, man. Um, my emotions been all over the place, man, of this last week. There's a lot of good emotions. There's a lot of nervousness. You know, I'm transitioning into a new job. So now that, you know, now I'm just, you know, gearing myself up for new and better opportunities. Um, I'm being, I'm becoming more open with being more transparent with myself and with other folks. So that's, that's, a, that's a good vibe. You might hear some of it in our um, toxic service announcement later on in this episode, but yeah, I'm just being more open with transparency and being, you know, comfortable and getting more comfortable in my skin. Not that I wasn't before, you know me, I'm a, I'm a conceited when it comes to myself, but just, I guess, maturing in some different aspects of my life. Ah, happy to hear it. Happy to hear that. Alright, you know, let's get this episode going. First and foremost... I know, I know Rome, I know Southside Jedi is going to like this, though, but happy birthday to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, King Kobe, man. Ah, man, this is different. I think I've appreciated Kobe so much more as I got older. And as a kid, you know, he was always your favorite player. And he wasn't, he was like number five. I, I was a Bron guy. You know, Bron, oh. Dwight Howard, Melo. I used to find every reason I could to shit on Kobe, for lack of a better word. <laughs> but as you get older, you just realize, like, yo, that man was a monster. Like, yeah, his mindset and how he went about things and the dedication and just the the time and effort he put into his craft and still made time for his family. I'm about to say it. You just got to respect that, man. And, and I'm kind of happy at on this birthday of his, you know, his his family won the lawsuit against the L.A. County for, for $16 million for those photos that that disgusting person took of the crash 
You feel me? You know it's crazy though. They said that like they're encouraged in the LA County Police Department to do that. Like if a celebrity has dies in an accident or gets really hurt, they're encouraged. They they, they have like I, I think I read this correctly. They were like they take pictures of the crime scene and make like a book or some shit out of it. So that's bad weird to me that like y'all trying to profit off people's death type shit. But now y'all got hit for sixteen million. So I'm not even surprised. I I did that's just news to me. But I'm not even surprised in this clout era that we in. And the thing about it, what kind of more pissed me off is how, like, just I, I, they put some of the dialogue with, between some of the workers and how they were just kind of, like, nonchalant talking about someone's death, like, it was almost amusing or just, like, like this man was a, a, a son, a father, a husband, an inspiration to a lot of people, and they just talked about his death like it was nonchalant. Absolutely. I, didn't, Absolutely. I just I didn't like that at all, but it's his birthday, so let's not leave it on negativity. You know, shout out to you, Kobe. You know, one of the greatest Lakers, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Top and I think five. now you're definitely getting a lot of flowers. I say t- top five is definitely a subjective thing, but you got to put Kobe in there just because of what he did. I know sometimes people go by position and whatnot, but talent is talent. That man could do everything on the basketball court and will some teams that had no business getting as far as they did to where they were to you know to great heights. So. <laughs> Shout out to Kobe. And, and he know he proved a lot of people was wrong. You know, when you know him and Shaq was together, you know, everybody was on Shaq, but then he put the team on his back and he was able to branch out into his own legacy. So shout out to you, Kobe. Big facts. All right. On to the next one, man. Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe. He's on the court. He, he he buying our loyalty now. I know a lot of people, a lot of people was cursing him out the previous week, but now they over here like. I fuck with Joe. Mm. <laughs> my boy about mm. to give me 10K or 20K if you got the pill grant off my loans. I ain't gonna lie. He, he's he's swinging the votes with this one. What's your thoughts? I think that he found a number that people cannot say is a little bit of money because $10,000 for any middle class and below person is not a small amount of money. But you think about the grand scheme of how much debt college is especially if people want to go like yeah, that, that dream school that dream experience which sometimes is forty fifty thousand dollars a year that's really you know a drop in the bucket but i'm glad he did something like i know for like us that stayed in school or went to state schools and things like that that can be a tremendous help and i think that you know we we agree as a country when you see that the financially we're in we're in a recession they won't say it but we're basically in a recession Look at the cost of groceries. <laughs> like you ain't getting shit. Going outside is it went from a hundred to two fifty per person. But and then you also say we're giving away billions of dollars to other countries to to fight wars and you know address their issues, and we're not taking care of the people at home. So this is kind of like a little like, all right, yeah, yeah. I said I was gonna do this. I'm doing it, but it's like you're doing this because it's midterms. You need to maintain power, and it's also kind of like you know, well, yeah, but you gave billions of dollars to people that don't even live here. And and also a lot of people fail to understand is he gave a final notice of pushing back the 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 deadline to pay to December. So after December this year, January first, it's no more deadline. And so it's basically saying like, yo, take what you can get. I know the uh, what is it, the PSLF uh, public service loan forgiveness program. If you paid into like 120 uh payments or something like that they they extended that to october so if you if you are working in a pub something that qualifies you can go on the department of education website and see if your current job applies to that appeals to, to that and you can get mm-hmm. money knocked down off, off of your loans as well so like i said there's a lot of different ways to get loan forgiveness and i think that what we're seeing right now like i said prices have 
increased across the board. The pandemic created a lot of new wealth and opening the world and war kind of sapped all that wealth and kind of like trying to level out the playing field. It's like the, the economy is trying to get back into a state of equilibrium. So just, you know, make sure if you can apply, apply. It's $10,000 without the Pell Grant, 20000 with the Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. Again, the public service, that, that should be dropping soon. The public service loan forgiveness, I think it ends in October. So if you know you work for the city or the state or anything like that, you've been paying or you paid up until, you know, the, the – uh, the delay in payments was given. See what you can get. Every little bit counts. And, yeah, just, like, again, I approve of him doing this. Could we have done something more? Because we know all the money. And, we'll, and you know, there is fear that this is going to possibly mess with inflation even more. But we're already in an overinflated economy. So it's like, fuck it. <laughs> you feel me? But I, I don't really think so. Because if niggas don't have to pay back the loans, what you think niggas, niggas could spend money on all the stuff to help uh, the economy? It's, it says that. But then you also got to think about it with inflation the biggest thing is that the federal reserve is printing more money but it's losing its value it's kind of like mm. it's kind of like trading card let's think about uh you play Yu-Gi-Oh before or pokemon it's like pokemon of course. so you Gi-Oh pokemon right you know the rarer the car was the less copies in circulation but then when they keep oh, reprinting yeah. it the value goes down it's the same thing with money so they're pumping in say what is it 200 million people in the country if you say 50 million of them have student loans or let's say even 10 million and they all getting 10,000, they just created, I'm not the biggest mathlete, but you know, that's hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of like money that's being pumped out, that's being forgiven, that's being wiped away. So you would hope that people are investing. You hope that people are putting into the economy, but the inflation number can go back up. And that's why you see like the stock market is still struggling to recover. Like you know how to make money in the stock market, you know how to make money. But it's like a lot of people that kind of jumped in during the pandemic, kind of like, oh shit, everything was up. Now everything's down. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. You feel me? So it's like a lot of the ways that people were making additional income kind of got hit. And we're going to talk about those PPP loans a little bit later too. But, you know, it's just a lot of money that was pumped out that's not coming back. And that's why you're seeing stuff like, like I said, you go to groceries, $200, you, was, you could have a whole two full shelves about six months ago, eight months yeah. ago. Now you might, be, you might just be getting that bottom shelf in the freezer <laughs> if you're lucky. And that's without <laughs> buying like chicken and stuff and seafood. All oh, the pescatarians is dying out here. Yeah, y'all was eating shrimp and lobster, surfing turf. You got to calm that shit down over here about, now. About to eat tuna at the cans. Yeah, um, what you gonna call it? And also, please, please, don't let up on him. I think the reason why he was doing that, because he saw his ratings, he saw a lot of people. Please don't just forget about it because he gave you a little 10K or 20K. Keep applying the pressure because now is the best time. He looking like he's gearing up for re-election, and this is when you can really kind of like press him to do stuff to win value for us. So continue doing what y'all doing. And side note, this is how you know it's something, something's over. Normally, we we, we starting this podcast while in the fuck out. We get you talking about politics and midterm elections. It's not even September yet, so just understand when you start seeing that shift and slick can get political and bees dropping political takes and input as well. Man, it's almost time for the sun to start going down. If I wait, did they can't they cancel their lightsabers? Didn't they? Or was that just a rumor? Did yeah, I think I think they passed legislation. They ain't doing that no more. Oh, where? So he could be wrong. He could, he be, could wrong. be wrong. By the way, I remember they said something about it. That's why I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's still gonna be dark a little early. We'll, we'll we'll look it up as we continue. But as we move forward, there's been a resolution. Now, what's what's your what's your what's your what's your KD take? Now, last week you had some harsh criticism. My- or the Brooklyn superstar. I mean, I think my criticism still stands. I think that it was honestly Brooklyn 
they about to remove y'all from the from the NBA because that's what three stars that you've acquiesced to in the last two years, three years, excuse mm-hmm. me. But Kevin, if you have a look under the rock, Kevin Durant has thrown out his trade request. He him and the Nets, the Nets released a general statement, and it was actually like a petty statement because it was like the owner, the owner's wife. Steve Nash, who's the coach and general manager, and they said, oh, and Kevin, by the way, we agreed to continue this partnership. And I think at a business, at a job, no matter how well-paying it is, they said, yo, you're under contract. You haven't even gotten paid from this new contract because the training camp hasn't started. You signed this deal. You, you trusted us last summer. Things went crazy. Pandemic year, Kyrie thing. We've been to everything that you've asked for. This is a situation that you've created. You're staying. And if you looked at the landscape, there wasn't a fair trade to make. KD could say he wanted to go to Phoenix. All he wanted, Miles Bridges and picks wasn't, and Cam Jordan, Cam Johnson and picks wasn't getting it done. They can't trade eight until December, until uh, January. Yeah. Miami, he said he'd only go to Miami if they kept four players, and of, of those four, three of them would have had to have been traded to get him. Toronto wasn't giving up Scotty Barnes. Boston wasn't giving up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I did see a trade that I thought about. And I was like, ooh. I think Sacramento was going for him, Sacramento right? probably could have did it. Would he have been happy? Just because you get No, traded? not at all. My biggest thing is like, first, I'm, you know, my basketball conspiracy. What should have happened? Minnesota, you fucked up the ecosystem with that Rudy Gobert trade. I get it. But if y'all was really that thirsty and y'all had extra picks to give out, I would have called Brooklyn first and said, yo, cat for KD. But I don't. I still don't understand that Minnesota trade. Why out of Rudy Gobert and Minnesota can't together? Cat, Cat can on offense it works because Cat can just Cat is probably not even, not just one of the best big man shooters. He's one of the top fifteen shooters in the world. Let's keep it a step. Mm-hmm. As a big man, he's probably top two, top three. But as a shooter in general, he's top fifteen. Let's call it what it is. So he can post up. He has that in his arsenal. And then when Rudy's not in the game, he can do that. But he's not so much a rim protector. Basically, what they're trying to say is that with Rudy Gobert, the stat with the the Utah Jazz that stands out, right? With Donovan Mitchell, they were like .01 or minus .01 points better with him on the court without Rudy Gobert. But Rudy Gobert was on the court without Donovan Mitchell. They were still 10 points better than their opponents. So Rudy Gobert on his own in the regular season, prop he props your team up. He's going to give you at least an additional seven points produced considering maybe not from his scoring, but for him stopping the other team from scoring. So you say, okay. and the biggest thing, this isn't for Cat. This is for Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is, in about a year or two, going to be that guy. Anthony Edwards, I might, this might not go well. Anthony Ooh. Edwards might be the guard version of Giannis. He's 6'5", he's 225 pounds, already doesn't have fear, already has, there's been videos coming out since he was in eighth grade of him telling niggas when he was ranked like 50th in the country, oh, you're number three? I'm about to bust your ass. And he did it. On the circuit. Niggas have been scared of Anthony Edwards forever. It was just about, well, what is his mental? What is his, like, basketball IQ? At 21 years old, I don't even know if he's 21 this year, he averaged 23 points, hit three threes, got steals, and he's still learning how to play professional basketball. He graded out as one of the top athletes, not just in the NBA, but in all of sports. He's going to be that guy. They have to guarantee that that guy wants to stay in Minnesota. He's from Atlanta. Some Jalen Rose said this the other day. He was like, yo, that's the great part about being home. You can watch sports talk radio when it happens. He said... Yo, Minnesota, y'all have to make sure that that boy wants to say, yes, you have the rights. but And we haven't seen this happen yet because who's going to turn down at this pace $180 million? Anthony Edwards in three years could say, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to take my qualifying offer. Pay me $15 million, and I'm an unrestricted free agent. And then guess what? I'm going to go run down to Atlanta. They're going to have the money to pay me. 
because they will. And if not, oh, they'll yeah. make the trade, right? So you want to make sure that he's good. How do you do that? You give him a chance to win. Will Cat and Towns work out? I don't want offensively it will. Defensively, I don't know. Can Cat guard small ball fours? Probably not. But who's behind him? Rudy Gobert, who's swatting three shots a game, who's rebounding 15, 16 rebounds every night. You feel me? It's like, all right, it's a lot of room for error. In the playoffs, will it get wonky? But if you tell me in two years when his contract, and Anthony Edwards' contract is up, he can make, he can be in the conference finals, having a chance to get to a ring, I'll hang out. I'll stick around for a little while. You feel me? And Cat just signed a Supermax. Okay, that's nice. I can still trade Cat, which is why, going back to KD, the original point, I would have really said, all right, I got I got three first-round picks. I got Carl Anthony Towns was a top 18 player, top 20 player. Top 10 if it's fantasy basketball. You know, I went at that. I'd be knowing who these niggas is. But, <laughs> but you know, fuck it. If y'all want to trade KD, that would have been the, I know they said they want to Kent and Anthony Edwards. I'm like, nah, I'll give y'all Cat. I'll give y'all five first-round picks. I'll give you – they would have had Cat. Think about it. You would have had Cat. You could have did Malik Beasley. You could have did – whoever out of those five guys they traded, they could have gave them, like, three. That would, And then picks? I think they gave away Malik Beasley already. Yeah, they could have gave away Beasley. But think about that. Kevin Durant for Carl Anthony Towns. You needed a center. He shoots, Ben Simmons doesn't. Then you throw in Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Vanderbilt, and three first-round picks, right? And then maybe you still call Utah, like, hey, I know you want to get rid of Rudy. I still got first-round picks I could give up. Because is Rudy worth five? No. But he's worth two or three. Yeah, of course. I could have gave up two first-round picks. Just tell me this team wouldn't have sounded scary. D'Angelo Russell at the one. Anthony Edwards at the two. Jalen McDaniels at the three, Kevin Durant at the four, and Rudy Gobert at the five. Say that doesn't sound fucking scary. If I'm Golden State, I'm shitting on myself. <laughs> and they probably would have been able to keep a player or two that they traded out. And who wouldn't? And would he have been happy? No. But from a basketball standpoint, you got a young guard that can do everything on a basketball court that you can do. Just he's a little shorter, but he's definitely stronger. You got a defensive back, a backfield behind you, and then D'Lo is no slouch either. But KD. He was in a lose lose situation. He couldn't go nowhere. They could have. Oh sent him, yeah, he, that's why. That's why. If, and I'm I, I, the reason why I was just so upset by him is his trade request was, bro, you just ruined your whole legacy with that. There was already talks. There was already talks on your legacy already. And like, if you just won the championship in Brooklyn, all those talks would have vanished. Especially even the Golden State Warrior thing that you did. But now, in my mind, you can never be in the top five with me. I'll, I'll say this: If he wins this year or next year, if he gets a championship in the next two years, he can. Because nah. think Cause, about cause it, because his team is stacked, and in the way you got it, it wasn't you wasn't. He would have to be. He have to show me LeBron type leadership this year, yeah. on the court, talking, being vocal, saying the right things, not being emotional, not talking on a burner account, and then winning the championship. For me, for my opinion on him to change. Because the way how he handles stuff, it's just like, it's never a talk about his ability. I just want to let you know. It's never a question on his ability. It's just more so his mindset and how he goes about things. That's why, personally, he can't be in the top five for me. Out of Because when you talk about the top five, yes, you talk about their skills as a player, but you also talk about their leadership. When you think of Magic... When you think of Kareem, this is certain people's top five. I'm not going to say my top five. When you think of LeBron, when you think of Jordan, when you think of Bill Russell, I don't know. A lot of people don't talk about Will Chamberlain, Will Chamberlain's leadership that much. But you know, like half of those guys, you 
you just mentioned demanded trades at the yeah, the but they did it. Uh, they did it way differently. Um, not LeBron. LeBron didn't. LeBron, I said half. Trade. I said half. Not everybody. Oh, but half of those yeah, guys but but the way how they handle themselves on the court and how they handle media and how they handle everything else, shits on how Kevin Durant handles stuff. Man, I guess we could kind of jump around just because of the docket. We do got another basketball issue, but KD, if he wins a championship in the next two years, especially with the, with the balance in the league, I say I feel better. But it'll be more meaningful than his Golden State rings, and I'll say he can silence the doubters because now all eyes on you. We get it. You went to the playoffs, hurt. It was a weird year. You didn't really have synergy with your teammates. If he can get a ring in the next two years, I'll forgive him, and he don't care if I forgive him or not. But I think from a bas- casual basketball fan, you think about winning, winning heels all. Because I can imagine him getting that finals MVP and be like, what y'all got to say now? Uh, I'm still going to talk my shit against him. <laughs> yeah, but before we even get to the next challenge, let's just talk about the Knicks real quick. You know, we live on the rock. We're talking about Rudy Gobert trades. He fucked up the ecosystem. Teams wanting seven, eight, nine picks, not caring about the plays they're getting back for, for all-stars. Now, apparently, Utah... For Donovan Mitchell's asking for R.J. Barrett, what do you think? Real quick, hot take. You do it or no? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks. For R.J. Barrett. If I, yeah. So before they were taking Evan Foreign, they, they don't care about the Because R.J. Barrett, I feel like R.J. Barrett is not going to really come to himself until at least two or three more years. And in New York Knicks, you have the Knicks. You have to build up the hype on the Knicks. And Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks is going to build up the hype. Ah, but RJ, he's homegrown. We can't say we've had too many homegrown players, and he's gotten better every year. I know we talk about the for shooting percentage. Him and Stephen A. says it every day. Julius Randle and RJ Barrett never go right. RJ Barrett is twenty two years old, or twenty whatever, however old he is. He just averaged twenty points in the league, and yes, he had a horrible shooting percentage. But did you see the Knicks last year? <laughs> Them niggas, they didn't have creators. There was no space. At least now with Brunson, especially because they're not harping on the players, and I think that Utah doesn't want to pay because RJ's up for a rookie extension. I don't think RJ's worth 185 million right now. No, not at I all. I don't think not at all. You think Utah wants to be in a position to pay that man 185 million dollars? You're losing a player. Yeah, you you would say I would take. Yeah, I wouldn't pay him because because you're paying him for what? Well, what else Utah has? If you trade Donovan Mitchell, you trade away Rudy Gobert already. It's about the picks. Now you traded Donovan Mitchell already. Who else you have there to really promote as the next star of the Jazz? It's not about the next star. It's about about the draft. That's what they want. They want that French, that one Banyana. That boy is a problem. Or Scoot Henderson. Next year's draft is loaded. And we'll probably, maybe on Slick Talk, I'll talk about it. This is getting me ecstatic. I'm kind of hyped now. But, (laughs) like, I don't know. I'm an R, but you know what it is? I'm a draft guy. I'm an RJ. I've been an RJ Barrett fan since he dropped, like, 37 points against the Team USA when he was in high school. I think that... You don't really get those kind of guys that, you know, he might not have. He doesn't jump 40 inches in the air. He's not a 45% three-point shooter. But that boy plays his ass off and does whatever you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Donovan Mitchell's good, but then you're really, really – like because if they trade RJ, they might trade Cam – your, your wing position gets weak. You already traded Alec Burks. You already traded – your Evan Fournier would have to be in a trade to make the money work. It's like – so you're going to start a two six one guards in the backcourt, and then your small forward is going to be six four six five. hopefully? That's not a good look. You talk about Tibbs' defense. RJ might not be the best defender, but he's strong as shit on a defensive end. He's very fundamentally sound. So I don't know. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I was RJ on the table hurts my heart. I guess we can go back because Diddy was talking his shit. Yeah. he's He trolled the whole – he trolled and he won. 
Y'all keep forgetting who this man is. He knows the power of his influence. You think Diddy really meant R&B is dead now. He knew what the hell to get Black Twitter on on go and get all these other R&B artists. Slick, we on this podcast been playing nothing but R&B music, talking about R&B artists for the last year on this podcast. Some of the best work, some of the best albums that have came out have been R&B records, R&B albums. How is R&B is that and how did y'all fools fall for that track? I'll interject. What R&B he's talking about versus what modern R&B is, I think he's talking about like the soulfulness of it. I think commercial R&B versus true R&B. And hear me out. I see your face. But here's what I'm saying. Commercially, there's a lot of shit that they saying is R&B that's not. Commercial R&B has kind of taken that trap urban hip hop appeal and push that as to what an R&B artist should be putting out if they want to be played on the radio, if they want to be cross platform, right? But then we're going to get to the when we get to music. I'm playing it. that Tank album is special. You was right. That Chris Brown album special. But you know what's something that those albums aren't doing? They're not selling. Give you an album special. That didn't it's, sell. Give you an album sell. It did like 40,000 first week, bro. It might have a consistent stream of numbers, but these even Beyonce, this was she did three hundred thousand, which was the second best sales, and the, the record industry is changing. But then you're getting these hybrid artists singing, rapping, Rod Wave album shot really good, hundred something thousand. Brent number two album did a hundred and something thousand. Great, Brent's R and B. Brent is, but Brent is more. I feel like Brent is more new school hip hop infused R and B. Not like I'm a singer. But I don't think, can you name a Brent Fire's ballad? He doesn't have that he doesn't, voice. He doesn't have that voice. But I'm saying that's why I said it has that. But, but you, but you being a connoisseur of R and B that you, I would uh, consider him R and B. But I'm like, yes, popular, popular, um, like popular R and B is not popular like that. But Justin Four as just the matter of fact, we can't even say that because we had Ori Lennox, the definition of soul R and B, pressure. Number one on, on the R- billboard on the R&B chart. It's not cross. No, I think I think it was number one. Let me let me look it up. Let me get my it's facts gonna say, right. It's going to say adult R&B or adult contemporary. It's not making it number. It, it was number one, and that's and she if she well, not what's the, so what's the R&B, name of the chart? What name? What's the name of the chart? Let me look it up. Let me look I'll just say up. you know I does talking. this, my brother. This is my you, section. You keep talking. I'm looking it up. I'm saying it's going to be number one. Like you can get like Usher drop bad habit. Real niggas know that's R and B. He, that shit made no splash on the Hot 100. None of like those are the charts that people look at to really quantify if your shit is moving. Because if you're popping on those charts, you're probably popping over. You can get a little Z100 spin or a little mainstream AC40 spin. It's tough. Wait, hold on. It was it was um first number uh, first radio number one. All right, so R and B radio, rhythmic. I don't know if it was R and B radio. They just said um R and B. Well, that's the thing. And then, and then on the Billboard Top 100, it went to 66, which is not bad for the 66 Top 100. 66 is not bad, but and forty thing- and forty eight with Unloyal with Summer Walker. Okay, that's probably predicated off when the album drops. So a lot of songs like that, you're going to see when the album drops, like old how how, how Drake always gets the top nine of the top ten tracks. That's just based on when the uh, he's he's just a goat. But, but I'm just saying you're going to get <laughs> you're going to get inflation when the album drops. But R and B is dead. He's talking commercial. So you got commercial R&B acts versus traditional. 
Like, and people came at him. Aaron Ray said something like, yo, you got to chill. Aaron Ray just dropped the R&B album. Traditional R&B album, too. But 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 we but we have to be real with um popular R and B even hip hop is not really hitting um in the top tens. Hip hop is still the most, most of the top tens are 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 popular music like Henry Style, um Kate Bush, um even Steve Lacey. But the future is still up there. But that's just future though. I'm and just Drake. saying Drake is up there. And then you got Nikki, bad Nikki, bunny. Nikki's and number one right now. Nikki just went number one with Super Freaky Girl, which yeah. I still have. But I'm saying that's hip hop. But that's because of Nikki, though. That's not but because I'm, that's just because she got a cult like following. A lot of these, but a lot of these aren't. Chris Brown has a cult like following. He didn't get a single in the top forty. But but we know. But we talked about this. We know the reason why Chris Brown is not. It's not because of his is the music. It's because of what he has done. They're not. They're not but trying they, to. He even said it himself. That award shows are still not booking him to perform at the shows. So if when you talk about Chris Brown and his numbers, you gotta add an asterisk on it because there's multiple factors coming around why Chris Brown can't be in the top. It can't be in the top. What about Jasmine Sullivan? What about Jasmine Sullivan had one of the best albums when that album came out a year ago? But how much is that reflected on yes in in urban culture? How much is that? I think he's talking about the cross in the nineties. No, I think it did. I think it did well chart wise and style wise. It probably has decent numbers. When you think about how the esteem that we have for that Jasmine Sullivan project, if this was early two thousands, she would have been plastered. All white people would know her. I think that's what he's trying to. That's probably the nicest way I can say it. He's probably trying to say is R and B classic R and B is not being consumed outside of our culture, and these charts and the, the mainstream popularity does not reflect our culture unless it's toxic. I can't. I can't agree with that because of what. What is the time? What is pop? What is popping right now musically? We know Afrobeats is. Gaining a massive, again, a massive wave. It's starting. It's starting to connect with white folks. It's starting to hit. Have, it's starting to hit the white folks. Um, we have one hit the white folks dem- um, demographic. We have so that's one successful. To get a lot. We have one. Huh? We have one white folk successful Afrobeat song, and that's essence. Last Lies didn't even do what it what it did for us in our culture. No, but but it, you have but you have um some other songs. You feel me? You have um, love key. What's the no what whatever the by uh what's his name. Uh, um, the, the, yeah, that, that not, those are two. Uh, 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 yeah, those are two. No, no. But what I mean, what I mean right now, what's the climate for music right now? What's being popularized is Afrobeats. But in the, in last... the next, when in the next two, the next when in the next two three years, you're gonna see more Afrobeat songs hitting the top twenty. Now you also so. have. Um, I don't even know what you call at, um, um, Bad Bunny or Romeo Santos type of music. I don't want to sit here and say Reg- Spanish music because that sounds. It's, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. It's, Spanish, it's Spanish, music. Spanish music, but you know, I don't know the proper terminology what you put in the genre for that music. Yes, but you got what... that being the wave, and that's what's really connecting with that. And then you sort of have the poppy what's with the... The Doja Cats and all that. So, so let, me ask, were... let me ask this question: then. What's the last R and B project that had the world in a chokehold? And I'm not talking just Tim Blake Adele because. That's blue eyed soul. That's different. <laughs> oh, you saying Adele not? Uh, I didn't say not, she was. I didn't say R&B. she was R and B. I said she's blue eyed soul. That's different. Adele has great vocal prowess, but she blue eyed and blonde hair, so she's already going to be played. Uh, she, she fucking. She fucking my guy, Rich. She's I not. I'm not going to fight. I fuck with Adele, but I'm saying 
she gets in a, it's, it's like the Eminem thing. Eminem is immensely talented, but no matter how crazy he's talking, he is still safer than Kodak Black. If that makes sense. But that's been Eminem his whole career. But that's I, why I'm I not, not, that's I'm why I'm, I'm not saying, see, you're, you're taking it literal. I'm not saying they're not talented. I'm saying that when you're white and, those, and you hit, enter these pockets, you're going to be more accepted than the people that originated the sound. So Adele is amazing. And that's what I'm saying. What's the last commercial R&B project that had the world in a chokehold for longer than a week? Um, Scissor, Control. Mm. I look at the numbers. And I can make a case. I can make a case for Summer Walker. Longer than a week? Over it. Long. Longer than a week, Summer for, Walker for, over for, it. For all, had for, people in the for all people, not just not just us niggas. That's the question. Nah, they did. It did. Very I don't well. know a single white person that sings Summer Walker. <laughs> I don't know a white person. Nah, look, look at them. Look at them crowds when she over there can't. You know, and she can't perform, and she you know she's doing her little two step. There's some white uh, folks in there. <laughs> I don't know, a couple. I'm just saying. I think that's what Diddy is saying. Why isn't the real R and B? But. But speaking of a from a guy from Queens, Fifty Cent, in his Breakfast Club interview, I think he's exactly right. Diddy doesn't know the sound of today's music. He always thinks of the past, especially when he brought up the Drake story with oh, um, oh, Zero to One Hundred. He smacked that nigga. That's just funny. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that to Drake. <laughs> but it's exactly Drake. No, saw the beat, heard the beat, and noticed. Oh, nah, this is a smash hit. Diddy didn't know that. So I'm thinking, Diddy's still thinking of the old. I can't jack that. That's, that's why, that's why I that's why a lot of the artists, that's why a lot of RB artists now, especially even old artists like Usher was telling him, like, bro, you're bugging the fuck out. RB is in this thriving times right, right now. Boom. I love Usher to death. Usher has not had a legit hit in like five, seven years. His last three albums have done wood. I love those albums. They've done wood. And he's been doing R&B music. He gave up the pop. Remember, Usher used to chase the trends. Let's keep it a stack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Usher gave stopped. us that trap album with Usher. Future. He tried, and that's when niggas was like, what are you doing? And then he went back to he went back into his R&B bag for two projects. Crickets. Matter of fact, I got you. I, I, I forgot. We over here. We got money. Where, where they at? I got to find them. Wait, wait, wait. Crickets. <laughs> And that's Wait, the th- that's Usher though. Usher, but Usher is such a staple in the game. You can't use him like that. Cause how? Whatever what, Usher, whatever Usher go, gonna do is gonna is gonna do what it was. You feel me? Yeah, and it did nothing. And that's even no even though it, if the albums didn't do well, the singles on they, the album they did, did it. okay. They, they did they did well on adult or R and B. You know where I hear bad habits at? I go to a local bar. I'm not gonna say the name of it because I don't want you motherfuckers fucking up my ecosystem. I know a local bar with a jukebox. That's how you notice it. It's nothing but niggas. Niggas in there is only in there with social security. They, they are retired pimps, so they just got in jail. Bad Habits plays in that motherfucker like it's the number one song in the world. Because old niggas appreciate that that heartbreaking soul. And it was like, he, but that's probably. But he's not meant for the young. He's not meant for the young folks. And that's another thing, too. The young folks, contemporary R&B, the young folks aren't trying to hear all of that. It's. I love this bitch. She just broke my heart. I'm gonna drink this lean and shoot up her shit. And da, da, da. it's future. It's the, the children of the future, and that's what I'm saying. He's saying it's R and B that, excuse me, contemporary R and B. Nah, it's not. But the people from the church, Alicia Keys, doing thirty thousand a week. <laughs> 
All of the Diddy did sound old as shit. Hey, bro, nineties R and B niggas standing outside in the rain with the boombox heading over, crying out for their girls. That 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 era is over, bro. <laughs> Let him keep but, but that era is that's over. a good segue. We can definitely revisit this because Diddy and Jermaine Dupri are doing a non versus hit for hit battle, Bad Boy versus So So Diff, in protest of how Triller has treated Swiss Beats and Timbaland. What you think? Who gonna win? Real quick. Oh, it. That shit gonna be crazy. That's okay. Shit. Okay. So is it? So is it? He can just play whatever records, even whatever though, even they produce, even... whatever they wrote, whatever they own. Twenty songs, probably more than twenty songs. It's not a verses, but it's you know, I'm, I'm from I'm from Brooklyn, so you know he has Biggie, so I have to possibly go. I'm going with JD, man, and I and and and. Fucking Diddy got Biggie over there. I feel I feel blasted right J- JD got Bow. He got Usher. He got that whole Atlanta sound. He got SWV. SWV. He got the Jonte Austin records. He, he has got artists that we didn't even know that he has. But then he has Diddy got Biggie, Mary J. One Twelve. Fuck G Dep. <laughs> Don't forget G Dep. Black was, Rob. Keith Murray. Loom. Fucking Mario Winans. Day Twenty Six. Diddy himself, his hits. He didn't write them shits. He did, we know he didn't. Diddy sounds like who, whoever you think Diddy sounds like, that's who wrote the record. We understand that. But don't take away from the fact that it's, he paid for it. It's like a girl with a fake butt. She paid for it as hers. This, no, but JD is in the right of Hall of Fame. So you gotta you gotta take you just gotta subtract Diddy some. Diddy a showman though. It. If it's a show, like a concert, Diddy gonna hype that shit up. Oh, but yeah, if it's yeah, like, yeah. Performance-wise, like, performance-wise, I got Diddy. But if they, like, if it's OG versus we in a room and we on IG type shit playing our shit or however they got to do it, I don't know. It's a toss-up. But Jermaine got Mariah. Usher. Oh, my God. Mariah and Usher, baby? That's why. That's why I'm saying. And he also got a little bit of Janet Jackson. Got a couple Janet records. He got a lot of shit from the ATL when ATL was at its peak, man. And the thing about the thing about what Diddy don't have, Diddy don't really have too much of the up to date records like that. Or the up to date. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree has. Still put, hey, I, if I get caught, she, I don't care what nigga. That's then he fly. has all the Atlantics. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. I gotta see the. I gotta see the the, the, the side by side. That might be now. Speaking of old niggas, I have to mention this, bro. And it's gonna be real quick. Yo, genuine. <laughs> Bro, what was that little leg shit you was doing out here? Yo, you know, he played it with the quagmire sound. I was like, yo, what? That shit had me. And the wig at the end, this nigga really thought he killed some shit. But bro. that's he what really. That's what takes that. Takes that. Nigga, just do the pony dance. You out here doing all those extra shit. You look like somebody old ass uncle, light skinned ass, Jerry Curl ass uncle. It's <laughs> like, you know, then... you know, your uncle used to get bitches, and, but now he got passing. Like, yo, I don't mess around, young blood. I'll take it from you. Like, please, with your Fact, dad. And he had the perfect uncle outfit, the button down just showing a little bit of the chest meat, um, a, a little, a little slacks with the shoes. He had the click clacks on. The click clack. <laughs> he walked through the church. Everybody stopped. Even the preacher stopped to see what's happening. Like, hold on. Nah, genuine, bro. Nah, bro. That was I disgusting. With genuine. That was one. Go of my- get the nasty award. <laughs> go get the nasty one and go stand on the corner, genuine, because that was nasty. Nah, genuine got it, bro. I'm, that shit. He better than Kevin Gates says. At least genuine. Iris genuine been doing this shit since he was younger. He just didn't realize that he about to be fifty. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, that yeah, Kevin Gates, that nigga, boy, Kevin Gates, that nigga looked like he he needed to go to jail or something. <laughs> the way he was, any girl who want to be digged down like that, you got issues. You like being abused. <laughs> yeah, let's play it real quick. 
Yeah, wow. I never I haven't watched that was my first time actually watching it. Wow. And they pack it up. <laughs> pack that nigga. Y'all light skinned niggas is down a thousand right now. <laughs> Don't do that. Y'all light skinned niggas is losing. <laughs> well, my darsting my darsting kings, we not wilding like that. We chilling. Make it last forever. <laughs> That's what we doing. Oh man. But quick um not to we going real quick on the LeBron stuff. That Jamal Crawford shit, I can't I can't believe Chet Holmgren Missing the is season. out for the whole season off that shit, bro. That's sad, bro. I mean, Just to prove a point of Gordon the GOAT LeBron. Don't do that, young blood. Don't I mean, do that. it was a freak accident. I think it sucks. Stephen A said it best. I wish it happened in Summer League and it didn't happen at the Pro-Am because now teams are probably going to be a little more reluctant because you have to ask permission to play in those. Teams are probably going to be very reluctant to allow their players, especially like young guys, to go play in those. And that's the best thing about the program is that you're seeing these guys for re- relatively cheap, if not free. You know, De- DeJounte Murray made that appeal earlier in the summer. Like, yo, guys, come out to the program so these kids can see you that don't get a chance to go to games, you know? And I think people were overly excited. I think if, if they would have had a little bit more playing, they could have got a bigger space. Not saying that it would have protected the boy from getting hurt, but they said there was, like, slippery conditions in the court. It was definitely, you know, an overcrowding of the gym. They couldn't leave the door open because a lot of people, you tell me Bron's in the city, I'm trying to get in there. Yeah, you're right. We could go on to the next topic. All right. So I guess this this kind of like twofold. First, going with celebrities, going back to Diddy, right? Talking about album sales and fan, with fan bases and names. Like you got this idea about, you know, you got to cultivate your brand. Your brand is really how you're going to sell those albums. So going back to the R&B, like a lot of guys are going off their name, but they're not on Twitter. They're not on TikTok. They're not building that social equity. So hopefully that we can get that back so we can get all the, a lot of talented artists to get their numbers up. And then also speaking of Diddy, PPP loans, they're coming for you unless you are a billionaire. So Diddy, Ho, Kanye, they actually took out PPP loans during the pandemic and they, have been forgiven. They don't have to pay back, pay them back. I know Diddy. They, I think they all took excess of two million dollars a piece to pay for their workers at their respective companies, and they are being forgiven. So damn, if you want to take a PPP out loan, you should have had more money, niggas. Then stop lying. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put that. And I guess before we get into the song of the week, uh, B sent this to me. I thought he was just being a delinquent and sending me a video of a girl giving head. Turns out it was Freddie Gibbs' girlfriend. Yes, yes. And this is not the story. We are not slut shaming because we do not slut shame around these parts. But Benny the Butcher has been, as him and Freddie Gibbs have been in a locked in an intense beef recently. They used to put out music together no shorter than two years ago. But for some odd reason, when Freddie Gibbs was out in Buffalo, Benny the Butcher and his goons put the beats on him and stole his chain. Yes, you heard it right. He went to <laughs> Buffalo and got buffed up. No pun intended. I have to I have to talk you mad shit, by the I, way. He was talking shit. Talk shit, get hit. We understand. But Benny the Butcher actually posted an Instagram video recently of him actually wearing the chain. So Freddie Gibbs responded and basically said something along the lines of, oh, I seen that video of you at your man's grave. Like, you about to join him soon. And they just been going back and forth. Two 40-year-olds beefing. We know it's hip-hop. People are saying, we want y'all to get in the booth. But also at the same point, it's like, yo, why is it coming to social? Like, Twitter fingers. Have we not learned anything? And then you over here trying to expose his girl. He's Freddie Gibbs has said many times on his records. That's his girl is a sex worker. He doesn't care. He's running the camera. She's bringing Brett home. Me and B had a discussion earlier off wax. B said, damn, how you going to just tell the world my girl out here is fucking for money? And I was like, well, technically, he probably don't care because he outside out here fucking these girls on the road. 
And would you rather you go mm. be fucking in private or would you rather be fucking for a check and bringing it home and paying some of these light bills? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's definitely, hopefully this can be resolved peacefully, but I don't know the way this is going. Benita Butcher made mention of how his foot doesn't work since he got shot properly. And <laughs> Freddie gets posted a video of him actually showing that both of his feet work. So as comical as this is, we know rappers that are gangster or is, is portray that gangster lifestyle, these stories never Never ever end right. So hopefully they can find peace and resolve this. Yeah, they are too old for that. Give that shit up. You wanna go to the song of the week? Yeah, you wanna do yours first? Oh uh, no, you could go ahead. Alright. So like I said, we've been talking about R and B. One of my favorite R and B joints right now, podcast especially, is the R and B Money Podcast with Tank and Jay Valentine. And Tank's put out a dope ass album. B told me about it. I was a little skeptical at first. I heard the first couple of tracks, like, yeah, it's cool, but it's old nigga R and B. Then I got the track three, and that shit was amazing. So I'm going to play a couple of records from the Tank joint, then I got like a little Chris Brown for you. But first up, the song I would like to play, hmm, what do I want to start with? I'm going to play I Deserve, because Tank sampled himself on this motherfucker. So let's get it. This is Tank, I Deserve. Drop on me. How did it come to you to be not with me? Yeah. Why couldn't you just rock with me? I'm changing, I know you've been through a lot with me. Yeah. I know that my ego wouldn't let you breathe. And I know that same ego never thought you'd leave. I'm not crying, I got allergies. I'll be lying, cause I really want you back with me. Lost in every place and gone wrong. Yeah. Left you unattended way too long. Yeah. I was just concerned about the drift. I'd buy you nice things that your heart couldn't fit. Yeah. Had too many games on the side. Now you in another man's ride. With your feet up, getting love now. That should be us for now. I if I'ma keep it real, I'ma keep it real. How does it feel the way I made you feel? It was always me I was doing the most My apologies If I'ma keep it real I'ma keep it real Yeah, Tank We gonna keep it rolling with Tank, man This next one Can't let it show Let me know what she sampled for this joint Did I not choose you? Uh, instead of a good time, I wasted your good time. I should have been everything I promised. I should have not had to learn it from this. You should have been first. I know it's emotional, but you're not emotional. She said, I should. Do it to him, um. Tank Wildin. Let's play another one. This is See Through Love. Tank and Chris Brown. Let's get it. You hear that sample? 
Make love on the late night Wake up to the waistline Lay up in the daytime Sell a hit the same time Been here for the long ride Life force on the front line We gon' see another sun I got you covered And I know that we both Gazing each other When we deep in the storm It's gon' be harder sometimes Make it out if our hearts are right Out here for the moment With you and nobody's around Growing with you and go on myself Growing with me, girl, it's safe as a sound Be transparent with me and make it easy Hey, we're gonna give you out a chorus, yo, B, you ready? B, don't make me play another one, man, where you at? Oh, he's indisposed It's alright, though I can't prepare Cause this song somehow was blowing up and I don't know how, but it's one of my favorite Chris Brown ones off the 50 song album. This is under the influence. Let's get it. Yes, yes. That's how I'm giving it up. R&B money. All right, all right. It's my turn now. Time for the hood boogies. What do you read hood boogies? If you listen, if you all subscribe to our Patreon, you saw I just dropped a light skin radio mix. Nothing but straight hit bangers, especially of R&B, especially indie R&B artists. So go check that out. But one of the artists that I put on there is Vito. He released a nice little EP with OG Parker. Grammy Award winner producer, and this is off their project as soon as I get home. It's Vito, baby. Vito, as soon as I get home, a nice little sample right there. I'm feeling that track. Um, let's go into some Cali artists. This first one, you know, I've been promoting him for a minute now. This is Colin for real, for real, going through things. I just love the message behind this song, and everybody can take a note from this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Look in my eyes, it look like I need to pray. Huh? So hurt inside, but I still smile on your face. Huh? I wanna cry, but I can't let you see me cry. Yeah. I wanna die, but I can't go until I know you good. It was all love, the niggas hated, but I knew they would. It be all fun, getting faded till you get a dick. Some really prejudice and racist, but they call it business. Police kill a nigga, call another police as the witness. Homie kill a nigga, we do 20 on the joint sentence. This where we gon' let the choir sing. This a joint sentence. I would pay for change, but ain't no change coming. I would pay for rain, but I don't wanna change my feet. I won't say her name, but I don't wanna chase that bitch. Acting like I ain't gon' be sick, like I hate that bitch. Sometimes I be in the mood and I hate that shit. Sometimes I just want you and I hate that shit. Sometimes my mom think I don't love her, I don't call it up. Sometimes my pops think I don't love her, I don't call it up. Some of my sisters feel like I don't love her, we don't talk too much. Some of the homies feel like I don't love her, I ain't seen them lately. I've been going through things. Sometimes I do let the phone ring. I know you'll be. Oh shit, that touched my soul a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and he goes into depth, especially at the end of the song. But that was Cullen for real, for real, going through some things. Now we gotta take it to the Bay Area. Now this artist right here, I'm really starting to love all his music, especially what he's doing on the independent track. This is La Russell Tense Twenty Fifties Hundred. Come on, fuck you! Wow. This that, this that one. I said tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Nigga, let me count this money. Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Finna go invest this money. What time is it? Time to go get that bag. Ooh, these niggas thinking I'm a rap star. Bitch, I'm a hustle like my dad. Oh shit, I need stock, cheese, checks, gold. Made a quarter million and my neck ain't froze. Seen a bigger picture and I hit my pose. Made it off ye facts. Whoa, y'all niggas all got the game fucked up. Wonder how you sleep with your name fucked up. MC with a hammer, boy, you can't touch us. Ha! Fuck who at the top. I don't see nothing when I drop. Quarantine got the city on lock. Ooh, rap, sing, and I even make pop, write books, and I even sell stock. Bitch, I need tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Nigga, let me count this money. Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. I'm finna go invest this money. Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Uh, nigga, let me count this money. Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Uh, I'm finna go invest this money. All right, so that was our song of the week. If you want to listen to our previous song of the week, you can go to our Apple Music playlist and go check it out. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. And this episode, we are joined by a special guest. We got Hershey Kisses in the building. Clap it up for her, Slick. Hey, y'all. What's going on? Hershey Kisses, how you feeling? How you living? Um, I'm good. Chilling. How y'all doing? Good, good. You ready for the TSA? You ready to get a little, this is safe space for toxicity? I guess so. All right. So you know how this goes. You can go to our Patreon to go um, listen to our extra toxic topics or our light skin radio, which is going to drop very soon. But 
you know how it goes. We're going to do two topics for this episode. All right. We're going to play a little toxic roulette because she said she didn't really have a topic to talk about. So we're going to randomly. All right. Let's do a little silly one first. Slick. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I have, I have a habit. Would you rather? Would you rather cheat on your partner or snitch on your best friend? What they do. Ooh. Mm. What they do. Right. I think it's a pain. If you, okay, do? you um, if you snitch on your best friend, they have they going to jail. I don't know what the crime though, but they're gonna go to jail for like a day, for like a weekend. Right. <laughs> like I really think it depends on the context. All right, let's like, do let's do murder. Let's make this let's make this a little extra spicy. Murder. Twenty five to life. Oh, you say best friend like my day one best friend. It's like I, <laughs> I, I have to agree. There's levels to this. I'll say like my best. As you know, as as many know, I'm part of the Faithful Black Men Association. Black men don't cheat. I I'm sorry, Slick. You gonna have to do 25 to life, bro. (laughs) You wouldn't get a little bit of pussy, so I can't go to jail. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) Black men don't cheat. That's fucking crazy. Okay, sir. I was like, um, I feel like murder is a that's a long time. They did it. Like they, they did it right i'm <laughs> saying like is there evidence like how strong is the case your evidence you snitching is gonna put them away <laughs> you're gonna be the key test i'm, key I'm witness. a key witness yes i got you know my girl in order for them not to go to jail yes you will have to take one for the team you will have to go so i gotta lose a, them a, a, a sinful thing as adultery going take someone yes adultery is taking someone else's flesh Shit, what is it? Mm-hmm. What is this ancient Roman shit? <laughs> is it murder you have to go. Shit? You and, and you got to go meet to meet. What? Oh. Ooh, meet to meet. What you talking about? Hey, oh, hold on, wait a minute now. I don't know what you speak. Oh, he said it. I'm they trying did. to get clarification. Oh shit, I don't know. I love my girl. I don't know if I'm a cheat, but murder. That's that's tough. Like that's like wow. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't look at nigga. Like, I, can't, I can't look at nigga. Mama nah, nah, like wait, 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 wait for Harat though. You know, oh, you got you got a good friend group. Your friends are dope. I know. I, murder. I just feel like I don't know. It sucks to suck, but truthfully. I might have to snitch. I don't know if I can live with that on my heart. Murder is pretty big. Now, if you would have said they stole something, times is hard. You feel me? Like, times is hard. I'm never going to press you for that. But murder? Ooh. Like shit. I'm gonna have to tell. All right, maybe wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 probably do a gun charge. What's a gun charge in New York? Probably like what five to seven years. Depends on what kind of gun and how much. Gun, right, and what the what they did. Like, yeah, just possession it? possession of a firearm. Like they found one in your crib or your car. You might get like two to four, depending. Well, two to four, you you be good, my nigga. You come back. I was, you know, like, <laughs> like yo, slick. You don't come back, Aki. Yeah, you feel like me? I said, I'm just nah, you know? fuck that. But then it's like, ah, oh, shit. They gonna try to play with your butt. That's the scary part. That's one of my biggest fears. Oh, yo, that's one of my biggest fears. Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna lie. My mother scared me. She used to be like, I'd be like, yo, you don't you don't buy McDonald's with cool ACS. She's like, yeah, they gonna take you to people to play with your butt. So since then, that's been one of my oh. scariest things. I was like, not your mother was telling you my that. My mother told what? us. My aunt told us. My grandmama told me this. God bless her. Oh so, no. So I was like, shit. I don't play that butt play stuff. So I feel bad putting that on somebody else. It depends. My girl got me mad right 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 around the same time. Like, can I justify this? Like, look, babe. <sighs> I mean, no, you cannot. I'm cheating on your partner, though. You feel me, like. So, you know, as long as as long as they don't know, it won't hurt them, right? Nah, you know, girl, girls be sniffing that shit out. 
They smell it on you. Right. Not, I, I had yeah. a dream last okay. night and there was a fish. That means you cheating with a, with a Okay, see, no, fish means something worry. completely different. So no, fish means you pregnant. But yo, right. you, you hit the nail on the button, Slick. Yo, they be having dreams. You you be having a nice dream. They wake you up out of that shit and be like, yo, why you why you was with that bitch? And you be like, wait, <laughs> you had to calculate in yourself like, what was I doing the other day? <laughs> like, like, what was, was I really with someone? <laughs> you feel me? And then whole time, she matter of fact, you know the worst part about that is when they have a dream and then they wake up the next day with an attitude and they start just giving you mad attitude for no reason. And now you sitting there for, for a while trying to figure out what the hell you did wrong. I mean, because why did you do that wrong in the dream? Like, why were you playing was, around oh, in man, her dream? That was a manifestation of your subconscious. That has nothing to do with me. She was mad about something. See, are you sure? You probably saw something sure? I liked on Twitter or something I said in this joke or, you know, overheard me talking crazy on the game. <laughs> you took it from A to Z. Okay, see, see, you and you said talking crazy on the brand. Why was you doing that? On why the, was you talking the, crazy on, on Twitter? Why? Because that Twitter fun. I ain't going for it. <laughs> I was on Twitter the other day and it was a, a video of this old dude and it's like the video remember when Meg was twerking to the, the New Orleans bounce music oh yeah I was that shit and I was like ooh I'm gonna get I'm gonna catch a side out for this cause I just knew, cause this, this shit was funny it was funny cause he's like I'm gonna take you to beat show back university uh, he's like I like shit and I needs it I was like that shit funny sometimes you just if you if I laugh I want other people to laugh nah you you know you know you're gonna no. be like you was looking at exactly her <laughs> what you, you know exactly what's about to happen and you did it anyway no but no no I see look y'all you, be trying to act you gotta have a rationale my rationale was I seen that video a month ago if I wanted to post it I would have been posted it I like <laughs> I was laughing at the content. <laughs> But, but that's a lot of things we got to talk about. Don't don't judge me off my social media presence. Like, I'll be, this, I'll be on Twitter just liking to read. Matter of fact, Hershey Kisses, you actually texted me about something I retweeted before. I sure did, because you was wilding out with that post. Wow. I came across <laughs> it, and some girl, like, what was it again? Like, she had, she swallowed a ball, and it, like, came out of her oh, private the, area. The strip of magic oh, trick. Yeah. The strip of magic trick. Now, that's, that's talent. That's talent. That's, that's, that's freaky. That's talent, I'm, though. I'm, I'm supporting black women. You see yeah. that? You hating. Let me tell you something. I might have been able to see that. I know the y'all don't have no shame because you know Twitter's going to tell us what you liking and all of these things. And here y'all are liking these kinds of magic tricks. For, the, for, 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 for your information, I didn't like it. And my other video, I didn't like it either. I retweeted it. It's different. <laughs> what, what's the difference? I retweeted it. I want other people to see. I openly allow people yes. to see the filth that I wasn't taking. Promo- I'm, promo- I'm promoting business over here. You don't know she can. She's a magician. She's a talented artist. She can be booked mm-hmm. at shows, bachelor uh-huh. parties. See now, bachelor I'm about to say I gotta defend myself. Now I gotta find a tweet because that shit was funny <laughs> as hell. Nah, I'm, I'm sending it to you <laughs> nah. right now. But I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna play it on the podcast because this shit was hilarious. Hold on, here you go. Oh my goodness! And that's Megan the Stang. Oh, listen to it. I'm talking to one person, and that's one person only, and that's Megan the Stallion. And I want you to know, Megan, not only do I want you, but I need that. You understand? I need that, and I'll suck on your ass like a goddamn neck bone, a oh, motherfucking pig's foot. I need that. I want that. And, and baby, just take a little time and come and, and visit uh, Black Beatles University. And I introduce you to no. some shit. Uh, you did not play this in front of your girlfriend. I retweeted it. Everybody seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would be offended. <laughs> Why? I was laughing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. As, as, as a woman, Hershey Kiss, you saw that Megan Thee Stallion twerk video. That ain't make you feel no type of way. Even though I know you don't swing that way, then you'd be like, you know what? I could go for her. <laughs> I'm crying. I mean, you got to do a double take. Like, let's be honest. Like, Meg is mad. And, and I, that thing's moving. And I but she just did that. Sail- but I didn't. But see, especially I, when but, she did that Sailor and, Moon and stuff see, in Turk in Tokyo. Come on now. He gotta send you the video because the video is a split. So it's like I'm not even paying attention to her in the video anymore. I'm laughing at the old dude because he was dead ass serious. I'm like, that's funny. If that gets a dream, mm-hmm. if that manifests a dream, I take it. But I'm like, I don't got no chance with Meg. I'm a regular person. I'm not six four and brother. I'm not picking her up and swinging her around. I have not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you're not registered with a gun, so it's like, oh shit! Wow, right. wow. Here we go. You just can't go a week without almost getting us canceled. That's what it sounds like. Right. That was wild. Anyways, it was right there. It was, it was right there. But Can yeah. I not take the shot? Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. right. You right, see bro- how you dig in the hole? All right, Brezzy Lanes. Good job. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next topic. No, nah, fuck that. I want to stick about this dream shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying. What do you want to know? If you acting up in real life, it's gonna come up in their dreams. Oh, and no, when they wake no, up, no, they're gonna want to fight. No, because like, no, it take y'all a while to tell us about this dream. Because now you sitting it a whole entire day fixing up the house. You over here making sure everything is clean, polished. Mary J. Blige and shit and Babyface <laughs> records. <laughs> And then, and she's still giving you the mean look, and you sitting here really thinking to yourself, like, Yo, "What did I do?" I, we was, we was good. We was laughing. I took you out to eat. Yo, you know what's worse? No, no, no. The worst part is like, as nigga, even if you know you ain't doing, you're like, "Shit, what did I possibly? I did like that. Fuck. Wait, hold on. I was at the bar. Nah, I can't know. Wait, yo, <laughs> you really? And you start snitching on yourself too. Like, you start coming to her like, you know, I, I'm sorry, I like that picture on Instagram. And then she be like, oh, what picture? You be like, oh, damn, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly why we do it because like, you like, oh, sound like, sounds like manipulation. Is it manipulation or is it just your guilty conscience? You gaslighting. You yeah, gaslighting. Are we? Yes. Are we? Maybe we're just trying to figure out how best to tell you that we had this dream and now we want to fight. But you so paranoid <laughs> no, no, because no. you know you she did something had, a little testy. Why, why does it go that far? Why does it? Why is it? I wait, had wait, a dream, but I want to fake. Slick, I'm on. I'm on to them. Slick, I'm on to them. Slick. They know that they're crazy. So instead of telling crazy you, crazy is a strong word. Oh, you, instead, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say. Oh, uh, okay. They mentally disabled. Oh, uh, don't do that. Can't say that. Don't do that. That's another one you can't say. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a throwback to the last week episode. If y'all listen to the last week episode, um, but you know, they, I'm on to y'all. Y'all just mm-hmm. know that is it, it won't sound great coming out like I had a dream that you cheat on me. So instead, you wait until we start telling confessing to you, so you can pick one thing and add on the dream on top of it and have us apologizing. That I'm be, on to that y'all. That makes sense. You be, was once you snitch. Ah, that's why I had that dream, bitch. That's what you was mad at. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like I said, if it's on your heart and you got to start admitting to stuff without me even saying anything, but we not even that's it, more of a you problem. But we're not even admitting to nothing that we see as bad. We admit this stuff that we just like, damn, how did this make her feel? Like, shit, I'm probably giving you a bunch of threes. Right, but that's, that's why you admitting and apologizing, right? Because not necessarily that you may, like, you you should be em- like empathizing with your partner, right? Like, it may not make sense to you, but at the end of the day, they felt bad about it. 
or they would feel bad about it and now you admit into it because maybe they didn't know you feel what i'm saying like damn i should have never said excuse me to this girl when i walked past the bar yeah now i'm in trouble <laughs> exactly why you yes. ain't just brush that i'm so, 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 uh, sure you said hi to me today and i said hi back oh i'm in trouble <laughs> that ass the waitress Look. the waitress smiled to put her hand on your shoulder Fuck. So, okay, but see, that's not weird in the age of COVID. Why is you touching me or my man? Oh, you that's know, what, you know, you know what thing that be gave me tight is when they mocking the the mocking the girl, but like, oh, you you said have a nice day, have like a happy <laughs> ass bitch. They be old. <laughs> <laughs> You we can't get that off. Guys can't get that off. If a guy that gets flirting with you, <laughs> you bring it to your girl eight times, she's gonna look at you like you crazy. Like, boy, please. <laughs> Facts. You think so? You feel like you feel like do y'all like approach your like you know women when you feel like there's somebody that's flirting with them in front of you? Do you say something about it? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm petty. I'm, we gonna get. We gonna even these licks out. Like, hold on, shorty. This nigga doing a little too much. Nah. Yes. I well, you know, girls. You know, girls are naive. Yeah, not they're not. They, they, yeah, they play the naive card. That's the, that's the, that's like the most like how. Hey. Yes. Ooh, oh my god. Tell me more. No, you 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 you're just you're just overreacting, babe. He wasn't really meaning it like that. Like, I'm a nigga. I know. I know exactly. I know the move. I bagged your ass with that move. I look. Oh, I'm I'm trying. Why are you acting childish for? You know damn well he trying to. <laughs> he trying to offer you some. He trying. Why are you doing? He trying. He trying to slide his Instagram on the napkin or something. Like, oh, I understand. Get it. Not the Instagram. And then y'all, and then y'all be wondering why we be upset with y'all. Yeah. But we, 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 our threshold be a little bit higher though. We, we don't have dreams. Be like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna solve this. <laughs> <laughs> I will give that to y'all. I do think that men's patience can sometimes be a little bit higher with this kind of stuff. But that's because, like, if we, like, anybody who's too friendly is too much with our partners, at least for me. Somebody being too friendly with my man, I'm going to have to say something. I respect it. At the end of the day, yeah. So I think there's levels, though, I'm right? Not. There are people that I feel like are a bit extreme. And then, you know, there are people like me who are a little more calm. And just got to make sure that they state that they're uncomfortable. You know, it's all about communication, I feel like. You're right. I guess. I'll give you that. But let's go to this last final topic. Since since you hear, you know, Hershey Kisses, you're a mature person that mm-hmm. I respect. And you're in a happy, <laughs> loving relationship. I am. I want to discuss. you. So you heard of the five love languages, correct? I have, yes. Have you heard of the five apology language? I have not. Okay, let me push you on to this. So, and to coincide the five love languages, the five apology um, languages are expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and um, requesting forgiveness. So with that, how would you want to be apologized in a relationship because so much in relationships you know it's some ups and downs and sometimes mm-hmm. when you do occur a uh, obstacle in the relationship it's kind of hard sometimes we sweep it under the rug because we know we enjoy being together and then sooner soon sooner or later those things under the rug start to become bigger things mm-hmm. and that ends up triggering you and because a lot of people don't a lot of your partners don't know how to apologize and you don't know how to accept apologies so on so on so in your relationship, what is important when you in an issue and how do you resolve it and what type of apology language 
will be efficient mm-hmm. for you. Can you run them back to me one more time? Okay. I feel like I have a few. It depends, but expressing regret, which is like the simple act of saying I'm sorry. That's just a simpler way. Um, the mm-hmm. second one is accepting responsibility. It occurs when someone earnestly admits they are wrong to do what to do what they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, making restitution. So include finding a way to correct the situation. Four is genuinely repenting, which requires a change of behavior. And then five is requesting forgiveness, which allows the other person time to process their hurt before assuming everything is back to normal. Mm, okay. I would say... I mean, you don't have okay. to align to one of those five yet because you just find that out. But just in general mm-hmm. to you, when something happens, how would you want your partner to apologize to you? Or what, what works for you? I would say that I think the first step... Uh, I don't remember the specific term you used, but like just acknowledgement and like saying that you're sorry. Um, Expressing regret. Mm-hmm. Just because, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like sometimes, even if you may not fully agree with what it is that made the person upset um you know people have their different viewpoints the fact of the matter is is that that person is upset right like by whatever it is that you did or said or whatever the case may be so understanding how that person feels which you know kind of will come through conversation i think is a big one for me and then depending on what actually happened i would say that like change is the next one for me Um, Because everybody makes mistakes, you know, and a lot of times, at least with myself, like it can be, you know, somewhat difficult to express things that bother me. Like that's something that I'm getting comfortable with, too, just as a person is really talking about those things instead of jumping straight to anger. Right. So being vulnerable and having those conversations like is already a big step for me. So what I would then want to see is like change behavior, right? Like we can't let that happen again, because at that point we're moving into a pattern that's not going to get us anywhere. So what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so those two that you just expressed is expressing regret. And then the second one is genuinely repenting. So those are your two apology languages. Yeah. Those would be my biggest one. Now, I, mean, I feel like all of them are like, obviously, you know, yeah, things all I would of them look for, but. <laughs> but I, if you if you are a fan of this podcast, you already know which one I'm picking. <laughs> Accepting responsibility. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, but yeah. like, can you explain that? Like, I'm, I'm about to get in my bag. Hershey Kisses, okay. let me get in my bag. I'm about to get in my duffel. <laughs> I think I think my number one pet peeve, it just in life in general, is people not being accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. Just accountability overall. You find a way to avoid taking blame for whatever the issue is. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I, I am in belief of two people can have a hand in a situation and two people have some responsibility, have some responsibility, like can accept responsibility in a situation. But, and for my past relationship and other relationships I have seen, Accepting responsibility has always been the biggest issue. And that's why accountability is high on my dating list because it's kind of like, I know me. I'm going to push through because I, I, because I, you know, me liking someone a lot is it takes a lot for me to like someone a lot. So when I am with someone, 
I might forgive certain things, but I have learned over the years that that's the sweep under the rug stuff, and that's what triggers. So I I realized as I got older that I have to resolve things thoroughly or subconsciously I have, I I can, I don't want to say hold grudge or it can always be in the back of my head. So it's like, you got it. Accountability is a must for me. It's a must. I feel that. I just feel that. Hmm? What happened? Oh, the Lord Jesus. <laughs> uh, mine are probably somewhere between, uh, what is it, making restitution and genuinely repenting. So, like, I need to see, like, we deal with it. Like, I need to see that, like, yeah, your words, words don't mean shit to me, I guess you could put. I, I work with kids all day. They tell you something. They tell you one thing and then go do the other thing, right? So, Mine like, don't mean shit. It, words don't mean much because it's like at the end of the day, you could say something and then, oh, okay, but then go right back to doing what you were doing. So, definitely, I think. You know, they gotta, you gotta, you know, make restitution and, you know, genuinely show me that you're sorry, genuinely repenting. Cause I think that's like, like uh, going off with B said, you know, once you like somebody, it's hard to really turn that off, but you also have to, you can't just sweep it under the rug. Like, okay, you said sorry, it's over, moving forward. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, cause these things, sometimes things cut deep and you don't even realize they cut deep till you find yourself in like a situation where the straw breaks the camel's back, for lack of better words, right? So I'm definitely thinking those are my two primary ones that I would focus on for my apology yeah. languages. I definitely add I definitely add um change of behavior, repenting as the secondary one. Cause I, I mean I think that's just I think that would probably fall. I think most people will align with that one because it, yeah, words don't really mean stuff anymore. How many times have like <laughs> we know girls or guys who've been in a relationship, oh baby, I'm gonna change, I'm not gonna cheat on you no more. <laughs> and then go around and cheat on you again. You out here calling Tyler Perry. <laughs> Yeah, any Tyler Perry movie, you already see that. So a change of behavior is a must. Because if we have to continue talking about the same thing. Or the same action continues to happen over and over again. Then then we align up. There's a lack of respect in a relationship when yeah. it comes to that. Once that's And a lot of the shit, like we said, a lot of the, the flaws in relationship come from the ego. It comes from selfishness. It comes from just, you know, thinking that you're more important than the, you individually are more important in a relationship in which in a way you are, but the way that you go about things can be detrimental, not just to yourself, but to those around you. So I think like, those two, those two definitely make the most sense in terms of like what you want to see. Cause again, like we said, words don't really, mean, that same episode words don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have a question, right? Let's get if we're going back to like the change behavior and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, say, you know, they change for a little while. You end up having to have the conversation again. Because this time, for whatever reason, you know, the same situation has gonna come up, but like in a different kind of way, if that makes sense. Like, it's still ultimately the like root of the issue is still there, but like just kind of seeping through other actions that are happening. So, like, basically, how many times is too many times to have the same conversation? Oh, that's y'all? a good one. That's a good one. It really depends on what it is. Now, cheating. It's one time. Right? It's one time. Oh, one time. So you're not a quick cutter offer. Is that no, it? no, no, no. I, I I I think as I'm getting older, some of my childish thoughts of like just typical things in relationship is kinda diminishing to give or take. People make mistakes. I think that's what it is. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes and also it depends on what type of cheating. <laughs> you feel me? Right. You know, okay. We're gonna have to get into that a little bit because like <laughs> 
It There's is. different types of cheating. He said it was, if there was mouth involved, it's not. A, it's not. It's a no go. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. the first thing I'm gonna ask if it's sexual, if it's a sexual cheating, did you suck his dick? Now, if you didn't, then oh Lord Jesus, I don't know if I could bounce back. <laughs> I mean, a lot of apologizing though is definitely. It's gonna take the Bible, the Quran. Um, what's that? What, what the Jewish people have? Um, <laughs> the, no. the menorah. <laughs> the menorah. It's not called the menorah. Get- Move on. I think a lot of apology and apologizing and acceptance, a lot of that falls on the the person that was hurt, right? So your maturity mm-hmm. level, your understanding of it, you have to like. I think one of the the five apology languages talks about accepting responsibility for what role you may play. I think that's something that definitely goes on the wayside. Yes, there are people that just do things just for the, their own sake, and people don't deserve it. But to that end, there are also pe- there's also little roles that play. In a lot of situations, such as like not being as supportive, not being as, you know, open, not being as, you know, I don't know, spontaneous or things like that. Like there are flaws that people have that they bring into relationships they don't realize can have a negative impact on their partner and make them look out outside of them. Right. So I think you also have to take that acceptance and you can have a genuine apology or, you know, make genuine amends. But if you if you also feel like you ain't, you ain't do shit, just like yo, well, fuck it. <laughs> if you suck dick, it's over. Bye, bitch. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, wow. let me, so so let me give a lot of examples. So obviously for cheating, one one time type of thing. But it's sort of like I want to give. I want to. I want to like a situation of maybe telling your business. Oh, like calling you broke in front of her, her girlfriends, and it comes out or something like that, or uh, yeah, or just telling your girls about oh. about about, about, about like, so. going through, or just or spilling the beans. I would probably I would possibly take a handful of time of that, depending on what you say, because mm-hmm. then you pop, and then it comes down to how is our communication? Because if I am I transparent with my boundaries with you did i did i tell you all the boundaries that i do not want you to cross and did you tell me all the boundaries that you don't want me to cross maybe i didn't initially tell you exactly now when you say something like this that crossed one of my boundaries so now if if you did that and you cross this line and you cross that line maybe you didn't know that boundary exists so maybe i'll let that slide because you didn't know that i never expressed that to you and Mm -hmm. that can get in and i could see some i could see myself giving a person a couple of tries because I think I'm still learning more about my boundaries as I'm getting older. So maybe in year three of our relationship, I might acquire a new boundary that I forgot to tell you or one of my boundaries changed. So I might be more forgiven on that. Okay. Now in the terms of that example though, like what if she's just going, you know, to her friends to talk, to make sure that she's not bugging before she talks to you, right? Like, you got because yes, yeah, she wants to have a conversation with you, but maybe it's something that she's torn on talking about because you know, you got maybe it's not a big deal. You gotta know which one of your friends you could talk to versus which one yeah. of your friends is gonna leave your shit. It's like you going to your you going to your whole friends or your friend in a relationship. <laughs> you gotta let me know which one of the friends you going to for advice because sometimes you y'all be having whole. Friends that be giving us some chop, some, some trash ass advice. Y'all got called over. I think like guys and girls do this. Like sometimes you just go to the person that's going to echo what you want to hear versus like keeping it real. With right. You. So I think that like you okay. go to the person that's like just automatically going to be on your side, not challenge, not check you, but challenge you. Like, well, I can see mm-hmm. why I get your point, but I can understand why this person felt that way. Then you kind of get like that balance to it versus like, oh well, yeah, now everything's cute. Like Keisha said, you was you ain't shit. Now I said this. No, I just keep. <laughs> I don't even and also, I've, I've never been a fan of too many hands in the pot. 
I feel like in a relationship, I, I'm really like limited to who I tell my problems to because I don't want too many people hands in the pot in a relationship. I think that's a lot, especially in, in this day and age. And that's why I don't really like the whole going to social media about your problems, especially in a relationship, because mm-hmm. then you bring in public, you bring in the public <laughs> involved, and that can sway a lot of things in your head. And a simple conversation could have solved the problem. But now that you brought out to everyone, not only your girlfriend's going to see it and hit you up about it, but now you're going to see all the thirst buckets who've been waiting for a nigga like me to fall <laughs> off in your, in your DMs mm-hmm. talking to you. So now you're getting validation from them. And now you might not try to adhere to what I'm saying. And then that creates a lot of issue. And that just spirals down a hill right there. That's a big thing mm-hmm. though, because we said I say I've been saying it for like the last twenty five episodes. So black people, especially, use social media for therapy, but we don't realize a lot of people is just on there as miserable as as us, you know, Facts. just trying to you know. Re- so it's like you getting all this extra stimulus when it's like, yo, talk to like I prefer at this point you go talk to your homegirl, you go talk to go call your mama or somebody, call somebody that's gonna really listen and offer solid advice. You might get one or two people, but like B said, you gonna see a lot of people that just want to take shots interject make it about them try to see if they can catch mm-hmm. you on the way down like that's just for men and women that's why i was like shit social media yeah. man, that shit is like i said in the opening i was like i I literally just log out of that shit i go on for a couple minutes see whatever i want to see like i found that video log right out because i'm like it's too much just err right there it's just not good for you i agree with that and i would jump again because uh, y'all hit on something that I was thinking about too. So, like, let's move away from friends because I know friends are like sometimes like a touchy subject when it comes to like you know who you communicate your problems in your relationship with. But what about your family? Right? Like, Depends how comfortable are y'all with like your significant other talking to their family about you know problems that you have? Because just in my own personal experience, you know, I'm very close to my family, like mm-hmm. very, very. So. It don't like Shout whether it's sister. my relationship. Oh, <laughs> I love that you said that. Um, <laughs> whether it's my relationship, my friendship, whatever. Like you know, I'm having conversations with my mom, my sister. You know, what I mean, just bouncing ideas off of them. For me, I know that they would tell me if I'm wrong, right? But like, say you do have that, if it's a other or something has that family member who is just like, you know, you know, f that man, and you know, you right. And they gotta deal with it. They need to go up all this other stuff. Like, what do you do in that situation? Oh, you asked a good one, and I guess I have to be transparent with this one. Oh man, I you know, as as a person from Caribbean household, I ain't gonna hold you. Fuck family. <laughs> Yikes. Not, not not too not too not too much though, because um, I feel like um, at least for me personally. Uh, a lot of my family members still have like old Caribbean ways. And it is not very animal for what I'm going through in life right now, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I possibly there's a few, there's a few, but the family members that I will go to are are basically born and raised in America. So they have like sort of the same thing. So I don't really count towards them, but like as far as like aunts, uncles, and all that. Uh, they they come from a real traditional standpoint, and I and I, my my views doesn't really align with them, so I typically wouldn't go to them. Good answer. I don't know. It depends. I probably won't go that far in depth, but that's because I don't really like talking about my feelings and stuff unless it's with my therapist. 
Oh, shout out to Dr. Asia Jones. She made me be more transparent in here. You feel me? Get get to her. You heard? Yeah. Black female therapist. Yeah, I probably, if I, if I don't think about it, probably be my mom's just because she keeps it real. She tells me when I'm fucking up. So that's definitely who I would go to. But most of the times I try to like just take it. You know, I'll probably go, I'll run to a book before I run to like just openly broadcasting what's going on with me. Oh, I go to music. That's a good what? one. I go to music. Light skin radio. Sometimes you have oh, thinking I'm be, I be in my bag. <laughs> some, nah, some, 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 some additions, not all of them. Nah, nah. Music don't be going you know, that, that when that future album came out, I was in a bad spot, nigga. You remember? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was wild. <laughs> I was wild. Oh goodness that gracious. Shit. Not future. I, 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 I go hold you. I know Summer Walker was shitting on niggas, but that shit got me through. What? <laughs> that that over it album? Yeah, no, nah, that shit was fire. But what? yeah, I'll definitely run to a book. I think it's just safer. <laughs> Now that Giveon album, I ain't gonna hold you. Giveon was speaking on that latest album because I'm like trying to be that shit toxic as fuck, nigga. You a wallet. <laughs> okay, yo, like I'm just listening to this, like he can't be serious right now. Hey, I gave Summer Walker and Giveon. Let me live. Two of the most toxic albums out. Whatever, nigga. Ooh, that was a good question, Hershey Kisses. Do you have anything else? Um, not really. So. But you, but you know, you see how we do the balance of um ratchetness and righteousness here. You feel me? Give you a little, a little bit, to, and then we gave it back a little mature <laughs> and reel it back in. All right, but I think that's a good enough time. Thank you for coming on to our TSA the Toxic Service announcement. Um, you know, you 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 big money now. You feel me? I ain't going. You know, she, she, you're she, welcome. Thanks for having me. Come on me. now, clap it up for her slick. You heard. I'm crying. <laughs> um, you feel me? I'm not going to include her 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 IG bio in the in the in the in the description of this episode because I don't want none of you thirsty niggas in her DM trying to get at her because she's in having a relationship with my guy. Shout out to him though. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but you know how this goes already. Please follow us on all social media at this might not go well. If you're any branded deals. Business opportunities, please email us at this might not go at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most BBC, aka Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick, and we out of here, y'all. Y'all be great. Take out. Bye, y'all. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's all wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well, we try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's it, one take. We not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.